This podcast contains strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Detained, a criminal justice podcast that seeks to examine real experiences from every perspective. I'm your host, Arish Rivers. So are you a fan of soccer? I'm not particularly, but I know a lot of other people really are. Like, to the point where it's almost fanatic behavior. In fact, there is a small coastal town in Italy called Crotone, where there's a hospital that happens to have a view of a stadium right next door. In 2007, a bunch of people disguised themselves as visitors for patients in the hospital just so that they could watch the soccer game. It happened again in 2017, where a man even went so far as to claim he was dying, just so he could be admitted and have a view of the game. But by that point, city officials and security were hip to the idea, so they caught on fast, and that guy ultimately ended up missing the game. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's kind of the same reasons you find people walking into the jail trying to get arrested. Sometimes their circumstances are so rough that they try to get into the jail and get their three free. In case you don't know what that is, that's the free bed, free roof, and free meal. Or if you want to add a shower, I guess you could say that too. It's kind of the same rules as adding Y as a vowel when it comes to the alphabet. I suppose getting yourself into the right places is a matter of perspective and circumstance. Some people need to admit themselves to the hospital to get a view of a soccer game. Other people want to get into a jail so that they can get out of bad weather, uh, or just get themselves a meal. In this case, on this episode, we're talking with a guy who is faced with a real frying pan into a fire situation. He can either choose jail, or he can choose to fight for his health while in custody in a hospital. Let's call this guy John. And... At first, I had zero intention of talking to John at all, but the subject matter started steering in a way that I just had to hit record. So the quality and background noise might be a little weird. We are sitting down with each other talking through masks. John happens to be a talker, and he uses his hands to express himself a lot while sat at a desk. So please make a few allowances for some of the quality, and even some of the uh, background noise that you may hear. And hopefully, you'll never be faced with the type of situation John is in. Let's check this out. Right. You faked a heart attack in jail? Yeah, so when I, when, I, when I got arrested, they put me in, in single-cell isolation. Mm-hmm. For COVID? Yeah. or Yeah, for COVID. Okay. They put you in a 14-day isolation. And um, had not been in jail in a long time. So the second day, I, I faked a heart attack to try and get them to take me to Valley Medical because I have a, already have a heart condition that I know that they are aware of. Yeah. And when I got to Valley Medical, I'm trying to get admitted because then I could stay at Valley Med and I can make phone calls and I can eat hospital food. and um, But they wouldn't do it. And they kept me in shackles the whole time. That you, but the but the blessing about this whole thing is mm-hmm. that they took me in to get a CAT scan done. You know, the big you put you in through a squirrel thing around you. And they yeah. inject dye into your whole, you know, blue dye in you. 
Um, and that's when they found out that my aneurysm had grown to 5.2 centimeters, where 4.5, they start scheduling you for surgery. 5.0, it's like an emergency, and mine's at 5.2. John recently got out of court for an ongoing case in which he's charged with drug possession, violating a restraining order, and one count of domestic battery. The district attorney asked to have John remanded into custody, but to his luck, the judge overseeing John's case is sympathetic to his situation. So that's the reason why the judge decided not to allow remand. the remand. Exactly. But the district attorney still wanted the remand. They, are they right. still pushing for it? Well, they, I go back on, on Friday at one thirty to see if I um, can convince them that, that this is a true, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is um, the medical records are, are private. They're, mm. they're sealed. So the, the court can't, unless the court, you know, or, judge ordered, you know, the county to turn over whatever, they, you know, it's private information. They can't. So I thought about, you know, hey, I'm pretty good with Photoshop. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever proof they need, I, I think I could provide it. But, um, but, it, but it is true. It's just I can't get the, it's hard to get the information from the county. Yeah. You know, uh, you know they want you to write medical records, you know, write some division somewhere. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's yeah, because it's uh, the privacy issue, they have a hard time. They don't want to just turn it over to anybody. So even that makes me, sense. Even my own records, yeah, so. So you can't get your own record? Like, have you tried walking into well, the hospital? I'm, yeah, or? well, I, I, walked, I went to the cardiologist, the clinic, mm-hmm. and talked to them, and they said, um, if you want a note for the judge, <laughs> if you want a note for the judge, we'll have to wait until the nurse practitioner can give you one, and that's not till the 23rd. I said, I don't want a note from the judge. Wow. I just want some something printed off your computer that says that, you know, that I have my schedule or that I have an aneurysm or what. After knocking on several doors, it seems that John is going to have to wait a minimum of two to three weeks for the information he needs for the judge. He has court in one day. So they did take you from the jail to, out to, Valley, to Med. Valley Med, yeah. Okay, but they didn't, so Valley Med did the tests, but they wouldn't admit you, like actually keep you. Right, in the, okay. right. right. Because they said that it wasn't a heart attack, that my heart was nice and strong. And, but the aneurysm has, had grown, but when I get out that I should, I should contact cardiology and follow up with it. And as soon as I got out, cardiology called me right away because they, they 5.2, at 5.5, you're dead. 5.5 centimeters, you're dead. Hmm. And there was an exponential growth in the aneurysm, you know, and it looks like a big tomato, like right here on, you know, coming off the top of my chest. And if it dissects, the cardiologist said, if it dissects, I'll be dead within 10 minutes. Whoa. So, because there's no emergency room, there's no pill, no ambulance, nothing. If it dissects, I'll bleed, I'll, I'll pass out, and I'll bleed out, and I'll be dead in 10 minutes. John has known about his condition for some time, but of lack of resources and other ongoing legal troubles have stopped him from really addressing the issue. Now, he's faced with a life-or-death situation that has changed his circumstances from have-to to absolutely need-to. So, I'm way over, so they're fast-tracking me and getting me so like when I got my went to the dentist, it was two teeth every single day for four days straight mm-hmm. pulled. I got my front tooth pulled about canine tooth. That was horrible. They, they spent wow. all day pushing, like two hours of pushing, pulling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have to go in uh, cardiac catheterization. That's where they put a camera in through your groin and go up through one of your arteries to look at your heart. And then once and once they do that, once they finish that, then they go in and they got to cut my chest plate open, mm-hmm. break my ribs, crack me open. Drain, drain the water, change valve, change the aorta, aorta and um, hopefully um, they said I'll, I'll be feeling like a 30-year-old when I'm all done. I asked John how quickly his surgery would be approaching. 
And that's the thing is I'm not scheduled because I have to do the uh, the catheterization. They have to get the results mm -hmm. from that first. Yeah. Because they have because the, the heart has its own artery system, mm -hmm. and they have to determine if the, those arteries are clogged. Because if they are, while I'm open, they might as well change those too. You know, only going once kind of thing. You know. Yeah. And so so they have to get the re once the results from those are back, then they'll schedule the do some more lab work, and then they'll schedule. And every single time I have to do a, you know schedule a COVID test before that prior to because they don't want to get COVID inside the, the OR or the, or the whatever that yeah. Yeah, I understand. Time is absolutely not on John's side. With a quickly approaching court date and an aneurysm lurking in his chest, it seems that John is faced with a handful of issues he should have addressed weeks ago. Ironically enough, as he fights to find more time to address these issues, it's exactly time behind bars that the district attorney is trying to hand down to him so swiftly. So when you got arrested, did the, I mean, you, there's, there's always some kind of, you know, medical questionnaire or something when you go through the pre-trial booking, right? Right. So did you let them know about the heart condition? Absolutely. All right. But did they give you anything, like any kind of medication or anything? They're just like, oh, good luck. No, no. And, and the, the cardiologist actually prescribed the um, blood thinner or something for, to lower my blood pressure. Mm -hmm. But my blood pressure is like 120 or 70. I mean, it's like a, it's like a college game. It's great blood pressure. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm really adverse to taking any pills because once you take one pill, then you're going to take another one to offset the effects of that and counter effects of that. And next thing you know, you have 10 pills in your hand and, you know, three times a day. And it's just, yeah, can't fix one problem, but yeah, cost two more. Exactly. And yeah. plus it's expensive. Plus it, it ruins your body. And, you know, I mean, the meth is bad enough. So I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, uh, but still. I don't. <laughs> yeah. But, but this last time in jail, I, I quit smoking, which I actually kind of sort of started again. But, oh. um, but yeah, so it's been a it's been a whole whirlwind of you know changes and yeah. So isolation is just crazy. I'm gonna have to fake another. Heart. I'm actually have a heart attack, and that's the thing is I try to tell them is that this this undue stress can can make my aneurysm burst. I mean any kind of blood get, you mm -hmm. know. And the doctor said I don't mean to scare any, many patients, but in your case I think I'm gonna have to. You mm -hmm. know, don't do anything stressful. Don't go to work. Don't lift anything. Don't don't do drugs. Don't do you know and. Um, I don't know if marijuana is okay, but it's legal, but whether or not it's healthy, I don't know. Yeah, definitely no medical advice on this end, but I, yeah. I imagine like ingesting it would be okay. Huh. Maybe yeah. like smoking it's probably a problem, but. Right, any type of smoking thing, yeah, it yeah. affects your lungs. I know any doctor would probably tell you, hey, just don't do anything, but right. if you, you know, need a little bit of comfort or relief, right. you probably ingest it. Yeah, because I'm not taking, you know, I'm not getting any medications or prescriptions. I'm not asking for any. I don't want it, you know. Yeah. So I might go to the club and get me some gummy bears or something. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> but those, those, I, I heard they're good. Yeah. But you have, I'm still surprised that they wouldn't give you the records, but uh, for court tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, try again. I'm going to try another avenue. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, and, uh, um, I mean, is there any way that maybe your doctor can just give you something like, hey, here's, here's well, I, a rundown of the visit? Or, yeah, no, I asked, I asked to speak to him, and, and they said, uh, you have to, his number, is for his number directly, and they said his number is this clinic number. Uh, so call us, and then we'll, and I, they wouldn't even let me talk to the nurse practitioner, or the nurse. Mm -hmm. I had to talk to some administrative assistant sitting at the desk who just had a really bad day, obviously. Cause she is just not happy with me. I don't know why, but would you try again today? You think? Absolutely, absolutely. From here at one o'clock, because uh, they're out for lunch right now. So at one o'clock, I'm uh -huh. off to. Female attorney would probably be a, a keen thing to to bring in because. Because the uh, yeah. the person alleging these crimes is female. The the, the district yeah, attorney. Exactly. Or the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the judge. Female. Yeah, and plus, um, if I. 
Yeah, and then because if, if I can get her uh, empathetic to what this crazy girl is actually doing to me and the reason why she actually had me locked up or, mm -hmm. you know, like falsified information and, uh, and everything, you know, like a month before this, she mm -hmm. got arrested. She was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon other than a firearm in Hollister. Oh, okay. She rammed, she rammed, she took my one Mercedes that I bought her mm -hmm. and she rammed in my other one and pushed it out of the way fl trying to flee from the police. Oh. Yeah, and so. What was she fleeing for? Um, because she stole my C-300. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I located it with my Mercedes Me app, and I drove my Taurus all the way out to Hollister to find it, and then I, I knew where her friend lived, and I went, and I, I went to confront her, like, why did you do this? And uh, and they, they called the police on me because I was on their property. Oh. And they, they said stolen the tools out of my trunk, and they took my car. Yeah, I was just, oh, what man. What a weird crazy intersection in the legal system, though. Because, I mean, you're, you're the victim of a crime. Somebody stole your car. And they're calling the police on me. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> weird, man. Like, <laughs> and it was funny because the, the Hollister police would not even go in their house to check to find my tools. And they, because they, 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 oh, we don't know. She just stopped by this morning. We don't know anything about any car. Well, yeah, that's good. Deny, deny, deny. And the it's next a, thing you know is she's crashing the car, running. Yeah, the exactly, cops. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my R three fifty was parked right in her driveway. It's like what? I mean, obviously she's here, and uh, she's the only one who had a. You can only start a Mercedes with a spare key, with a key, a fob yeah. key. You can't do it with a. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts, man. Yeah. Uh, how soon can you get away from this lady? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking. You know, every time that you know, it's like I told her once time before. I said. Please just disappear out of my life and don't ever, ever, you know, contact ever again, please. Because that would yeah. just be easier. Because I know that if I see you, I'm going to want to. Because when she, when I went to jail, mm -hmm. my feelings stayed the same. I was still in love. I didn't know that she was, you know, going crazy or crazy. hypnotized <laughs> or whatever it is that, you know. Midlife crisis. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think to get her gone, you got to get gone. It's almost like you got to take the yeah, initiative, man. exactly. Just... Hopefully she gets through this. I know myself, I, I went through my midlife crisis and I slammed right into my second childhood. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just started playing toys and video games and like just really, you know, youngster stuff. And I'm 52 years old, so that was, you know, kind of a, a trip to... Oh, man, you're only as old as you let yourself turn into. Exactly. Well, see, I'm, I'm really immature, and that's, that's important, so... It's actually <laughs> kind of mature to, to recognize that, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been some time since I last spoke with John. I'm happy to report I haven't been able to locate him in custody. But the last time we spoke he still was not scheduled for a surgery. He hasn't been returning my messages. This episode of Detained is a production of Champloo Media. All episodes edited, recorded, and produced by me, Arish Rivers. Friendly reminder, you can find past and upcoming episodes at anchor.fm slash detained. Feel free to follow along and keep in touch at facebook.com slash detained podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Tramp Media.